United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. Joining us now is Keith Mines, director of the Latin America program at the United States Institute of Peace. He joins us now. Keith, welcome and good morning. How are you? Good morning to you. I'm good. Thanks. I'm glad that you're good. Thank you for joining us today. Listen, I want to go to Haiti right now with you because I and and discuss what's going on because it's a very precarious situation that we're seeing, even more so perhaps than the fall of 2023. Take us back a little bit and orient the conversation because Haiti, we've been following for quite some time. Yeah, Haiti always reminds me of that country western song. uh, If it weren't for bad luck, it'd have no luck at all. It has just mm. been in a slow slide uh, over the last two and a half years since the assassination of its president by foreign mercenaries and some internal actors uh, just continued to slide downward. Uh, it's to the point now where, according to U.N. reporting, 80 uh, percent of Port-au-Prince is controlled by gangs. Uh, the last quarter was violence went up by 8 percent, 8,400 people killed, injured or kidnapped in, in 2023. 20, uh, um, all driven by gang attacks, uh, people attacking each other, attacking society as they compete for territory amid a, a shrinking economic pie. And sexual assault has been one of their preferred tactics, just a horrific, horrific situation with masses of, of uh, sexual assault. Um, so really heavy uh, impact on commerce, medical care, education, uh, all the functions of society. Uh, they're staring famine in the face in, in many parts of the country. And really starting to look like warlords that control territory, kind of almost a Somali-style situation. Um, One step really away from marching on the palace, and then you really would have a a collapse of governance like you had in Somalia in 1991. You know, this has been, uh, just hearing that and hearing the tactics and hearing the um, what is happening is, is just so disheartening and it's infuriating for so many reasons. As you mentioned, what Haiti has been through for a number of years, including since the earthquake. And then there's also the assassination two and a half years ago of its president. Has there been um, an election or an effective interim government established? No. So the, that's the, there's kind of two things in play. And I always look at it as kind of a chicken and egg thing, which comes first, security or governance. They, they need to go hand in hand. Um, and generally, in these cases, security would come first. Uh, you would try to restore security. And then from that, you could hold an election and restore governance. The, the trick now is that without an effective government, it's hard to enlist the security, um, outside security that you need to kind of restabilize the country. So there's a need for security and governance, question of kind of which comes first. Um, there's been a couple of efforts to try to reset the govern- government, the governance picture. Um, there was a number of, of different options that were presented by civil society and other political actors. The Montana group had a, um, a proposal they put forward, and that didn't really work out. There was a December 21 accord that has a high council transition. It's got a couple of elements that would help to broaden governance away from just the the Prime Minister, Ariel Henry, who kind of fell into the position but doesn't really have uh, transparency, effectiveness, and the full support of the people. So it's been a, a really rough governing structure over these past two and a half years. It just hasn't really panned out. The last effort 
was probably the most promising, and that was by some notable statesmen from CARICOM that came in with uh, support from international experts, and they ran through about a six or eight month process to try to reset the govern government. But in the end, it, it just didn't work. Um, there's probably a question about whether any of this could be done absent a, a very central role for the United States. Um, so the governance picture, if it was to improve, I think would, would probably need the United States to take a, a lead role. But many are also kind of skeptical that there's enough time for this now anyway, and they're content to just ride out the current government until there's an election, which would be at least the end of this year, maybe into 2025. What role I, I've been reading up in the, the Miami Herald had a piece on this that that um, Kenya is helping in some respects. In what way? Well, Kenya is um, the U.N. did authorize in the absence of it being able to mount a, a peacekeeping mission. And, and keep in mind that really for something this complex that has a, a humanitarian angle, an economic angle, a political angle, a lot of security. It's really the kind of thing that the UN peacekeeping um, apparatus was made for, and it would come with all the different components that, that are needed. But absent that, the UN did authorize, um, this is the best it could get, was for a coalition of the willing to come forward and help to support the, the Haitian National Police and other Haitian actors in restoring security. So Kenya courageously took that on, and they have very generously offered to lead that force. Um, They've had a few of their own internal struggles to get through. They had court challenges within Kenya, and they have, uh, they've also struggled, or everybody's struggled, with trying to find the other forces that would round out the, the, the core force that they would offer. So they would, they would offer to, or have offered to lead the force, and then to have a thousand of their own kind of heavy police officers that would be the core of the force. But they need another 1,500. Those have been a little bit slow to to come forward and um, and then funding for the whole thing is a little bit up in question in, in question right now, a little up up in the air. Most of the funding would have to come from the United States. It's not entirely clear that the United States is is up to funding uh, this force. So that's a little bit tentative uh, still, but 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 hopefully coming together, the, the Haitians are very hopeful and very positive about having this outside force that would uh, push back the gangs just enough to get their own police up and running and then with any luck uh, could move forward and, and reestablish re security that would then lead to this political option of a, um, of a free and fair election that would reset the governance. It, so it sounds like the international community, I mean, you, you hear in media reporting and beyond and just in, and, um, and commentary that there seems to be a want to help Haiti, but no one wants to get their hands too dirty in doing so. Yeah, there's a little there's a little bit of uh, kind of you first by by the international community right now. Everyone wants it to work, but but very few are are jumping in with both feet to help. So there is there's just a lot of pieces of this that haven't come together yet. Effectively, if you're replicating a UN mission, you would need all the different components um, of a UN mission. You'd need a demobilization thing for the gangs. You'd need economic development. You'd need a a police force mentoring and all the rest that goes along with building a, a new police force. And that's the part of it that uh, unfortunately things are, have not really gelled uh, over, over all these different things that are needed. So <clears throat> the U S is still the key player. The UN uh, again is also always going to be one of the central players and, and so probably waiting on those two organ those 
that country and that organization to to find the right formula uh, to give the support that will be needed. How involved is the United States? Well, the U.S. has been very involved in uh, both trying to help fund this this uh, force from from Kenya, has been a little bit involved in the political uh, part of it, although a little bit from the from the background. Uh, the U.S. has got a very clear mantra right now about Haitian-led solutions and trying to to allow uh, Haitian actors to to pull together the political part and then trying to push Haitian actors also on the security side to take the lead. But there's kind of limits to how far that can go. I mean, it's at a point now where two and a half years into Haitian-led solutions with the collapse of the country imminent, um, it probably will take a, a stronger um, lead by the United States. And Again, also getting uh, some kind of a mandate where the UN can take a more a more leading role as well. This has been really helpful to understand. I mean, and just just in hearing um, what has been taking place in Haiti and what the people of the country have been facing, it's it's truly just unimaginable. Thank you for joining us today and helping us to better understand what is being done or could be done in the long run. Keith Mines, thank you so much. Thank you. Can I make one more quick comment? Yes. Yeah, just real quick. Uh, I also wanted to point out there are a lot of positives in play in, in Haiti, and one of them is Dr. Marie Marcel Deschamps, who's the the runner-up in our Women Building Peace Award, and she'll be in Washington February 27th for a, an event. And there's a lot of really powerful Haitians that are coming forward to try to help their country, civil society, much stronger than it's mm-hmm. ever been. So in the midst of all this, there's a lot also to work with, and a lot Good. that's hopeful that we can capture. I'm so glad to hear that. Thank you so much, Keith. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.